Vicky Ruby, employee of the month, gets a new work hoodie. Do you want to show the back? Oh, sure. Oh, sure. Oh, I don't think. Oh, look at that. Good gut feeling. Yep. Very nice. Congratulations. Thanks. On your employee of the week month. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is short weather. I am happy. I'm still. I'm, I'm, You're not I'm, happy. You already turned on the air conditioner. I am happy that I'm wearing shorts and not wearing my ripped pants. May, June, July, August, September. For the next five months, I had turned I on get the, to listen to how hot I've it is. I've turned on the air conditioner how, twice. How could it be so hot in here? I've turned on the air conditioner twice already, just because it was hot and we were having people over. And I just like to decrease the humidity. Some people turn on their furnaces in, you know, December. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you're one of those people. That's when you're turning off the air conditioning. Yeah, yeah. That's when you should be. Uh, it still gets hot in December, so why wouldn't you... Yeah, you don't want to switch things over too quick. It just doesn't. in case. They say, the sleep people say, that the optimal sleeping temperature is... Is... You're telling me something. 18 degrees. I thought you knew this. <laughs> 18 degrees. That's cold. That's cool. I don't know if you'd want your house like that, but this winter I tried to make it 18 degrees. And like when you get up, you're like, okay, this is... You just don't want to get up. You just stay in bed. <sighs> you can see your breath. Anywho, if you didn't know that, now you do. 18 degrees. I don't know how we did it in Asia, but... Like one sleep person said that. I haven't seen like an army of evidence, but... Um, it was a sleep scientist that said it. So I, I was surprised that 18 degrees was the temperature of <laughs> sleep optimization. <laughs> All right, let's get into our reading. Good morning. Thanks for joining us. All right. This one's really Al-Anon focused. Mm, good. Al-Anon is the family group of Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, so while we do not come to Al-Anon for the purpose of getting the alcoholic to stop drinking, it is true that membership in an Al-Anon group has been an important factor in many an alcoholic's recovery. Nevertheless, our first concern is our own improvement. For this reason, we do not discuss the actions and faults of the alcoholic, but confine ourselves to overcoming the tensions and anxieties of our own situations. We who are in the family circle of an alcoholic suffer fears and frustrations. We feel beaten, hopeless, and angry with overtones of guilt. Once we realize that alcoholism is a disease and that we are not responsible for it, we can master our own feelings of guilt and hostility. This can often this often brings about improvement in the home situation. Today's reminder. In our group discussions, we avoid long recitals about the misbehavior of the alcoholic because they do not promote our growth. We are in Al-Anon to get rid of our own feelings of guilt and hostility. We can deal more adequately with problems when heart and mind are not weighed down by negative emotions. Quote, then shall vanish all vain imaginings, all evil disturbances, and superfluous cares. Fluous. <laughs> Say that again. What? I don't. It's it's it, it's pronounced differently. It's Is like it a poem? Superfluous. Read, the, read that thing Superfluous. Again. Read the quote. Then shall vanish all vain imaginings, all evil disturbances, and superfluous cares. It doesn't say where the quote's from. So basically it's saying all of my troubles are of my own making. Basically. Stop focusing on the other person and take care of my own business. Yeah. And then all of my problems will be solved because I am not focused on you. Yeah. And your lack of being able to 
meet my standards and um, expectations. And if I just focus on my relationship with God, yeah. all of those problems will go away. And you said something really good in our meeting that really has stuck out in my mind. Self-realization is not self-help. So and this thought, reading is saying like we're gonna, when we go to a program, we're going to learn about ourselves. Yeah. But it, we do believe that it's true that learning about yourself isn't necessarily going to be your solution. You can learn all kinds of stuff about yourself. Mm-hmm. And not it doesn't change anything. Now so you, then the self-realization is that... All of these issues that I'm having on the outside that cause inside turmoil isn't the problem. The problem's inside of me. And the whole point of recovery is to connect with God's power Mm. and God's love and God's peace. So if I'm not peaceful inside, that might be a a good sign that I don't have the spirit of God of peace that I'm really looking for. Mm. So then I just have to focus on my relationship with God. And in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, it says... My work is to stay close to God, and my job is to do what he tells me to do, what he's asking me, what he's guiding me to do, and uh, typically that is helping others, passing on the message, working with others, tolerating others, loving others, (laughs) showing (laughs) peace to others. Yeah, I like what you said. Self-realization is not self-help. So do I have the realization that all of my problems are of my own making? And I have a God that will solve all of those problems. Or I need a God that will solve all of those problems. And then actually getting into the action part of it. Of like, well, why don't I, why isn't God solving my problems while I have these blocks in front of me? And that's why we do inventory. Yay, inventory. Good stuff on a Friday. (laughs) It is. Keep the peace and be of good behavior. And we will see you hopefully this weekend. (laughs) Okay, bye.